When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna. Hi Andrew. And hey everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, and spooky things you tell us about. And it is a comedy podcast about those things. We don't want to get anyone confused. Um, We're just a couple of Phyllis Dillers here talking about things that go bump in the ass. Listen, I've exercised twice in the past three days, and I think my brain is now like vac factory reset like it's not i don't feel like myself anymore (laughs) (laughs) i sound hot you know like i i can feel the listeners like looking up and being like who is that right everything Um, is lycra in your wardrobe now i you you joke but i'm wearing full lycra oh good and um yeah i i thought i'd find my way to the end of a sentence and it just didn't happen and i realized it's because i'm a jock now Wow, what a transformative experience for all of us in this podcast. You have witnessed Anna and I become jocks. We hope you don't feel betrayed. Yeah, Andrew, what what are you going to do today that's sort of jockey? Um, I had a protein bar, and I (gasps) I am exercising after this, I hate to say. Oh, that's good. Do you have any – are you worried you might get shredded? I'm worried I might get – I'm worried I'm getting too shredded. I'm worried that any cheese in proximity to me will be uh, uh, <laughs> reduced to stuff you would sprinkle over a casserole. My God. Yeah. Well, that we'll all just have to deal with that. Unfortunately, though, since becoming a jock, I don't even know what a casserole is. No, not at all. A, a casserole, you're like, oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's on maternity leave, <laughs> but her classes kill me. I mean, frankly, if if light shines through it, I eat it. If it's opaque, I don't. You know? Are jocks do jocks tend to be ghosts? I think they sort of aren't, right? Jocks I, are zombies. I feel like classically jocks are zombies and indoor kids are ghosts. Yeah, a ghost has to like stand around and be like, hey. And jocks are like power through it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's also much more likely for um for a jock to maybe become a vampire because they're sought after um mm-hmm. they're the strong up. yeah their blood is good yeah blood is werewolves outdoorsy types maybe jocks it's sort of an earthy ghoul earthy a skeleton ghoul wow a skeleton is is a jock oh a skeleton is a jock like dance macabre all the dancing yeah. skeletons dance yeah. macabre that's hard have you ever tried to do that in your house <laughs> you can't get your knee up that high no and certainly not in time with your three closest friends I would find it exhausting enough just to perch myself <laughs> on top of a gravestone and play a fiddle. I can't be like, dancing around. I can't be turned into a xylophone and played <laughs> with my own femurs by my closest friend. <laughs> that's a lot. That's really 
It's a lot of work. <laughs> that is a lot of work. And we're not willing to do it. So we are here as your soft ghosts uh, to guide you through various ghost stories. And Anna, this summer we've been listening to listener campfire tales, which has been a real treat. It's nice. It's like you're sitting around a campfire and telling tales. Look, I, I thought there was going to be flowery language there, but again, I'm a jock and um, <laughs> I believe in ghosts. I don't know what to tell you. Well, Andrew, uh, speaking of jocks and sort of things that cool people do, um, this email has kind of a cool subject line. Okay. okay. Yes. Are you ready? Very. Subject line is, I'm sorry, I'm fucking it up. I'm a jock. <laughs> this comes to us from Barry. And the subject line is haunted music venue. Two uh, exclamation points. Wow. Which is how you show that you're fun, but not crazy. <laughs> Three, we're, we're calling the locust. Uh, wait, now I'm a jock. I meant to say local and I said locust. Anna, I'm just going to stop. We're, Three, we're calling the locust. We're saying, hey, buzz, buzz. And he's flying. He's eating our crops. Uh, is this the moment in human history where it doesn't make sense to have verbal communication anymore and we're all just supposed to like pull each other's cars apart and like scream? Our mouths scream? are getting smaller. Did you know this? They are. Yeah. Human beings' mouths are getting smaller. That's why our teeth are getting worse. And mm. it does feel like we are headed towards um, either um, a future version of ourselves with tiny mouths or no mouths. I'm fine with that. I don't like conversation. <laughs> if my mouth just shrank. I'd be like, I'd love to make small talk with you in this elevator, but I my face is smooth. Okay. Hello, Anna, Andrew, and all other auxiliary members of the pod. Did I say auxiliary right? I can't. I, I think no you can say it that way. How do you say it? I think in my head it's auxiliary, but that might be wrong. Well, neither of us have to know because we're both so hot. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing to you both today after spending the past two months listening through every episode from the beginning. Oh, and I'm all caught up. Thanks in part to a solo road trip I took out to Salem, Massachusetts earlier this summer. Ugh. A long drive from my home in Wisconsin. Barry, are you a witch? We were made to listen to on a road trip to Salem, Mass. That's that's the truth. This is what you need. A solo road trip specifically. Wow, yes. We are, like, we're not a great podcast, but we're a good substitute for, like, friends talking near you. Yes. Sort of like that uh, animatronic baby seal robot that they give to the elderly in Japan. <gasps> Um, to calm their uh, dementia symptoms. I just saw do. this, Anna. Wow. It's, I want one. Yep. I was tipped to your pod through a Paul F. Tompkins mention, and it is the most refreshing scary stories pod there is. Aww. I am a horror hound. Horror hound. Horror hound. Horror hound. <laughs> and love all things scary. And sometimes I feel a bit jaded, but to hear the reactions and scary storytelling from two people who love to get spooked, but also hate to get spooked, <laughs> fills me with a refreshing energy to the power of all things scary. Andrew, that is such a great description of who we are. I know. Yeah, that's the that's the new tagline, I think. I, I, I We can't pay you, Barry. I'm so sorry. Barry, there's no money, all right? It's gone. We spent it. <laughs> we spent it. We bought a very expensive protein powder. Yeah. And new clothes for our muscly necks. Yeah. And all everything Yogi Bo has to offer. <laughs> it's all here. Candy <laughs> Yogi Bo. I love that I had to move my Yogi Bo to make way for my Peloton. <laughs> it's like, these are the opposite. Okay. That's a picture. <laughs> okay, so now on to my most intense ghostly experience. For a handful of years in the early 2010s, I was a bartender and manager for the promotions team at a music venue in Milwaukee that is rather well known for tales of ghosts and haunts called the Eagles Ballroom. Ah. Oh, good name. Eagles Ballroom. My office and work area for the promotions team was down a long, dark hall on the second floor of this venue in the southwest corner of the building. 
I'm not trying to build any sort of spooky atmosphere by mentioning the long dark hall. It's just that they didn't really keep too many lights on in the space because nobody aside from a few front office, box office, and janitorial staff were in the building during the days when there was no shows in the evening. Periodically, I'd have to take out the trash from my work area to the large dumpsters outside, which were back down the long dark hall and down a concrete stairwell in the northeast corner of the building. Ooh, knowing like which direction on the compass the corner of the building is in is very spooky to me. I do. I like the I like getting a sense of the layout. Like a northwest corner? Mm. That's scary. Also, what is it about haunted venues that like taking the trash out is always when you see a ghost? Yeah, I, that, when I when I had to take trash out at work, that always scared me very much. I mean, even when I was a kid, taking trash out was scary. You know what it is? What's that? Trash. Trash is the ghost of stuff. <laughs> it's what's left behind when stuff is gone. Andrew, that I'm smart again. Does that mean I'm not a jock? Is really good, Anna. I think that means you're a Margot Robbie smart jock. <gasps> I love that. Oh, good. I'm I'm a psychiatrist and a psychopath. That's cool. <laughs> okay, good. And it's cool that I knew that. Yes. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Ally to boyfriends everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She's being an ally to my boyfriend. I don't like it. I know. Oh. Hi, I'm DMing you. Please stop being an ally to my boyfriend. <laughs> stop it. Okay. Uh, doo -doo -doo. This concrete stairwell allowed access to all floors at the venue, including the top floor, which is where the namesake ballroom was. And if there was any sort of sound being made louder than a normal speaking voice in the large and empty space, you could hear it reverberate in this stairwell. On this particular day, as I descended the couple of flights of stairs to take the trash out, I could hear what sounded like some classic rock radio being played from a boombox in the ballroom, which was standard operating procedure for the maintenance janitorial staff member who was working that day. He kept a small stereo on his wheeling supply cart. And it usually had the dial set to the local radio station playing the hits of the 70s and 80s. Ooh, very cinematic. Yeah. All this to say, I didn't think anything of it as I took the trash out. When I re-entered the building after taking out the trash, which only took a few moments, the music coming from upstairs had changed dramatically. The best way I can describe it would be that it sounded like Viennese waltz music. <gasps> and it was much louder than the classic rock radio I was hearing when I first ascended the stairs to go outside. It struck me as very strange. One, because listening to this type of music would be very out of character for the maintenance person. And two, I was outside for such a brief amount of time taking the trash out. The change in volume and style of music would have been rather difficult to do. It really sounded like there was an actual orchestra performing in the hall. Oh. <sighs> That's how clearly I was hearing it in the stairwell. I started to get a little spooked by all this, given the history of the venue and the ghost stories that many people have shared about it. So I hustled up the concrete stairwell to get back to the door leading out to the long, dark hallway to my office. As soon as I reached the handle to open the door, it sounded like the music was sucked out of the stairwell, a literal vacuum type sound, and everything went completely silent. Like in movies when the sound just snaps to nothingness before a bomb goes off. I froze for a split second before pushing the door open and frantically running back down the dark hallway to the safety of the lights of the couple of coworkers in my office area. My dashing into the room caught everybody off guard, and as they all looked at me, I windedly asked, did anybody else hear that music coming from upstairs? And their initial reactions made it seem like I was nuts. I did my best to explain what I had just experienced as I caught my breath and my adrenaline levels slowly came down, but none of my coworkers could really understand or make sense of it. But it did leave them about as spooked as I had been. Now, this isn't the most intense or bizarre story to come out of the lore of the Eagles Ballroom. Some touring musicians and celebrities have some rather intense ones. 
but it was but it was one that I experienced firsthand, and it certainly left me feeling a little strange way that still gives me a chill when I think about the sound of the waltz music being sucked out of the stairwell. Oh, don't suck a waltz. Don't suck a waltz, kids. Don't you do this to the waltz. You wouldn't suck a waltz. (laughs) Hope that provided a little spook and wasn't too painfully long. I absolutely adore the show and your friendship and chemistry together make me feel like I'm sitting at the cool kids table. Oh my God. Jocks. (laughs) Jock kids. Oh, Andrew, we manifested it. Barry has confirmed we are a cool jock podcast. Barry confirm podcast jock. (laughs) Thanks for all you do. Please give Ladybird some pets, and I look forward to many more episodes. Yours together in the spook, Barry. Wow. Barry. Barry, this was was a very specific, scary type of spooky story. This was great. Also, all scary stories at work are scarier. Yes. Because you have to be there. You have to be there. You can't run away. You'll get docked. You'll get docked. You'll get docked pay. Oh my God. Barry, you're cool. And Barry's a bassist. I know. This is so cool. Now, see, to be a bassist, that I think is the coolest instrument. It is. Jason played bass. Yeah. Les plays bass. Sort of um, a lot of cartoon dogs in Looney Tunes. Yeah. People with big forearms. Yeah. Classically. Something to think about. Really something to think about. Barry, um, you said that the Eagles Ballroom has ghost stories. Yes. And um, you know what? We're going to hear some. Oh, thank God. So this is from hauntedhouses.com. Oh, my. They got it. They must have gotten in so early to get that. God, they must feel so smug. Yeah. And um, this is from the Milwaukee, Wisconsin section, the Rave slash Eagles Club. Oh. Um. Some spirits are here because they are not ready to give up the life that they enjoyed. Disagreeable, nasty people who act badly while alive sometimes become stuck. Dot dot dot. <laughs> this is a burn book. <laughs> this is this truly. Andrew and I watched. Uh, oh no, I won't. I won't burn it. We watched a show for teens, and it's written like this. Oh okay. yes. Okay, the rave slash Eagles Club is designed as a four-story monumental granite scrap sculpture structure. Hold on, I'm a jock. And 180. Thousand square foot seven level live entertainment complex built in 1926 wow big um okay it's got this beautiful stone carvings it looks very roman um and then yeah there's all different areas the top floor has the ballroom surrounded by private boxes on the first and second level which is held up by pillars um the sec elegant domed ceiling with fancy dentals and eagle sculptures and theme decor provide an elegant atmosphere in which to enjoy the musical group performing on the large stage. (laughs) And then there's, so there's different stages within it. The rave bar, the only all ages small showcase venue. Um, It looks like there's a pool in there too. What is going on in this venue? It's got so many, it seems like a great place to get married like four different times. (laughs) Then they have the rave vibe room, which is a small, small area. The rave hall. Uh-huh. Um, two level concert hall. This should be the same thing. The Eagles Hall, um, the Penthouse Lounge and Eagles Club. Oh God, so much. Sorry, someone's moving one hundred chairs over my head. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Andrew, this is made for you. Okay. History. On February sixth, eighteen ninety eight, the Order of Goodfellows was started by six men who wanted to help the underprivileged. Oh. In eighteen ninety nine, they changed their name to the Fraternal Order of Eagles. 
Let's see. Uh, going from Goodfellows to Eagles. I know. You're feels... not fooling anybody. You still took your shirts in. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like it went from, we should help people to like, we're cool. <laughs> I think we might be cool. I'm going to get a big haircut. A big haircut? <laughs> big one. Um, the Milwaukee Fraternal Order of Eagles was formed in 1901 by men who were involved in the theater, including actors, playwrights, and stagehands. Hmm. Okay. Mm, okay. Mm. It's beginning to make a little sense. And designed by Russell Barr Williamson, who studied under Frank Lloyd Wright, built in 1926, massive and amazing, hosting elegant ballroom dances, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this is just more... Okay, the and then it's it's got this is a long history section. Basically, what it's saying is it fell into disrepair, and then it was restored to its glory, and then it fell into disrepair, and then it was restored to its glory, mm. and then men jerked off on it, and then it became a wedding venue. This could describe okay. me, except for the wedding venue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah, thank you. Okay, history of manifestations. People who died suddenly from an accident or illness sometimes are not ready to give up the life they enjoyed while alive, especially in the arts. Sometimes these dissatisfied spirits like to stay and watch other artists perform in the spirit's favorite venue that they had a good times that they had good times at as a performer, finding some peace themselves. This is what it feels like for me to go and watch improv. I'm like, uh, <laughs> eh, eh. Um, I don't watch. Oh God. Okay. Let's see. There was a winter party that took place in Eagles Ballroom in 1959. Was the last performance of Buddy Holly right before oh. he was killed in a plane crash, along with Richie Valens and the Big Bopper. A 17-year-old man died in the pool after suffering a heart attack. Wait, what is this? Okay, this is just weird. Okay. Okay. All right. The pool area. Entity of a little girl roams around the hallways behind the coat check area in the basement. Her laughter is heard. Her presence sometimes gives the living a brief sense of dread. Okay, the there's been a massive drop off in the quality of yeah. <laughs> this this, sense, someone someone just took a couple <laughs> Nyquil as they wrote. Uh, there's a girl and a ghost. Some say is not what what is wanted. <laughs> oh God. Okay, there's the boiler room located underneath the pool. A past employee known as Jack is still present and doing his work in the boiler room where he stays. He doesn't like people coming into his area. Okay. One group on a ghost hunt recorded a voice saying, get out, get out now. See the YouTube video. And then, oh, there is a link. No, there's no link. Don't tell me to see a YouTube video, not give it to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there's a new section called still haunted question mark. Oh, First answer. God. A big yes, indeed. <laughs> was this written by you and me after? <laughs> I think this was written by you and me oh. on during a red eye flight. And we just had a glass of warm milk. A big yes. Can I have warm milk, flight attendant? And you she, have yeah, to. Absolutely. She opens the emergency hatch, <laughs> kicks you out. You're crazy. But she ass. gets sucked out and we're still in there. Yeah. It's interesting to me with these sort of venues that were like multi purpose in like the 1920s, you know, through the 1950s. It, it, it's it, like, I just feel like ghosts of our generation are going to be so much more boring because. In this venue, you've got boiler room ghosts, you've got pool ghosts, you've got music ghosts, you've got celebrity ghosts, you know? Like a venue now, what's it going to be? It's like the the repair person who's there to fix the ice maker, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like most ghosts in the future will just be looking at their phones. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God, Anna, that depresses the hell out of me. Um, Andrew, did you know that the Fraternal Order of the Eagles were leading advocates for creating a National Mother's Day? I didn't know that, but that makes a lot of sense because these used to be the Order of Goodfellows and they're big theater fans. Yeah. Then they're I good I'm getting a vibe off of 
the 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 fraternal order of the eagles not that they're they're secretly gay which they are but uh-huh. like it's sort of a a particular kind of like tattletale villain yes it i mean there's something about a society that's like our first order of business let's make sure all of our mothers get a special day you know and then maybe we help disobey <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm slandering this <laughs> like charity for no reason but um i'm sure they they did good stuff i'm sure i'm sure but maybe again, they didn't they're maybe they're not all gay we're not going maybe to say that but we're not going to no. say that none of them are gay S- certainly statistically gay didn't even exist until born this way yeah they, and that was what 2010 yeah i think i think uh gay and penicillin same year <laughs> yes oh my god well um yeah that's um listen we Sometimes, look, this would have been a good podcast episode if Andrew and I weren't in such good shape. I know. It's really becoming a problem. Um, I guess, so here's something I here's something that I'm just noticing about uh, Barry's story. Okay. I feel like it is very common to hear ghostly music. Normally, like Victrola-style, like wavery music. To hear a full orchestra is extraordinary. Yeah, that's a lot of ghosts working together. Yes, and I really love that it's a waltz because it means there's a ghost party happening somewhere. Yeah. Wait, Andrew, tell me tell me about the kinds of songs that does make sense for a ghost to play. Well, okay. So we as we've mentioned before, we've got the kind of dance macabre which is like skeleton playing a fiddle. That's right. one version. Sure, of course. Then we've got organ music, classic, right? Yeah, and an organ is sort of made up of multiple different instruments, if you think about it. I know, a lot of pipes, it requires a lot of wind. It's a, it's a woodwind and a percussion, percussive instrument? Right? I don't know. I think, I think, I it's, probably, I think it. it's probably like woodwind and it must, I, I don't know. Chris is working. I can't ask him. I can't ask him. Um, he's, he's, he's working out. So he's working out. Then you've also got um, like tinkling piano in the middle of the night. That's a little spooky. Yes, definite. Ghosts love pianos. What is that? I think it's because it's easy to make a lot of sound with minimal effort. Yeah, it's really light. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of ghosts. Um, there's not a lot of like Moog synthesizer ghosts, you know? Oh, yeah. You got to yeah. plug it in. You got, you know, like, but a piano. They just don't know there. what that is. Yeah. Ghosts are from before. <laughs> And and then I would say there's like singing ghosts. That's always scary. Acapella ghost. I would say that's the scariest. Certainly. Oh, oh, yeah. Ghosts do love to sing. But ghosts working together. I mean, yeah, an orchestra, an orchestra is difficult enough to to wrangle alive. Dead, you've got to get every ghost in the afterlife on board, or else everything's gonna sound off. Yeah, they gotta show up, they gotta warm up. They have to have not a broken reed. They got to wait for the guy who plays the timpani to die. You know, they're like, oh, we just don't have the timpani. <laughs> He's so healthy. <laughs> I know. Such I know. a bummer. It's Jack LaLanne. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we need you. We need those big booms. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I just, I love that it's a waltz. And the, the, there's something so evocative about the sound of the music being like sucked up, like in a vacuum. Oh, yeah, I'm scared of that. Yeah. For sure. What would be the type of music that A, you'd want to listen to from the other side, and B, that you would least want to listen to? 
Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what music I would play if I were a ghost. I think that's a better question, actually. Let's do that one. No. Um, well, I'll, I'll answer that question instead. I appreciate that. Um, I would play um, probably like Bewitched, um, Say La Vie. Oh, yeah. Or, or I'd be an entire high school orchestra or high school band playing the arrangement for Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. Oh, Anna. That is probably what my soul would play if you hooked me up to a, a tuba. That is so good. What, oh. um, Andrew, what, what would you play if you were a ghost? I, so I think I have, I have a very funny relationship. <laughs> I, maybe I've told this story before in this podcast. Um, one of the most like ludicrously ridiculous things happened, um, with the song funky town in my family, <laughs> um, surrounding like around the time of my brother's funeral. And it was just like oh, the saddest right. time. And then, uh, a person came like a neighbor who we didn't really know too well came to our door and we were all just like, so cried out at that point. But like when you often, when you've lost someone, then suddenly you like transition into being the recipient of other people crying. And that's like a new thing to focus on. Mm. So we were like having this very quiet dinner. This neighbor we didn't know too well comes over. My mom answers the door. The woman's like sobbing in her arms. And we had been listening to the music. We had been listening to like an eighties hits CD and the music was very low. And then supernaturally the music went full volume playing funky town (laughs) and the woman was like continuing to sob in my mom's arms and all of us at the dinner table were just weeping with laughter because the concept of this woman crying to like do 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 was the funniest thing so now every time i hear that i do feel like it is music from beyond so i think i would pick (laughs) i would pick a ridiculous song um, I think I would, it's so funny that you said Bewitched Say La Vie, because I think I would pick Hoku's Another Dumb Blonde, which <gasps> yeah. feels in the oeuvre. It's in the area for sure. Yeah. Just something oh that God. is like, like, I, I think I would do something terrifying and then have Another Dumb Blonde play to kind of like cut the scariness Soften. of the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that makes sense. And also, Funky Town is a beautiful song. I really, and it cheers me right up now. It's so interesting because uh, in high school, there was one year, usually we learned two songs in marching band, but there was one year that we didn't. And we only, so usually we'd play Stars and Stripes Forever and some other um, patriotic song for the Memorial Day Parade. <laughs> and then one year we didn't have time, so we just played one of the other songs we would play at football games. So we'd play stars and stripes forever and then eight counts of silence and then funky town and then eight <laughs> counts of silence and then stars and stripes forever and funky town. And it was like world war one veterans sitting on the back of a convertible. <laughs> oh my God. Anna. It is a, it is a good song. I also just have to brag on you for a second because I think the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, um, Anna and I years ago, please don't scream. We were part don't. of a sketch comedy group that performed in basements across. Andrew, the they're screaming. They're screaming. Oh, please, everybody. Um, and Anna wrote this sketch, which is my favorite comedic thing that has ever happened, which is Anna plays a um a high school saxophonist in a, uh, uh, a school marching band. Um, but the whole rest of the marching band has died in a, in a, like a plane explosion. And so Anna is here alone 
with a saxophone to play Funky Town in uh in their honor. <laughs> and it is I, I even just describing it, I'm not doing it justice, but just playing oh, the saxophone so parts of Funky Town. I've never heard an audience react that way. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I love that you remember people laughing. Um, although, you know, they certainly weren't, but that's, um, <laughs> it's more of a thinker than a stinker. <laughs> I, I love, I love your love for it. I believe Chris has video footage of it. And, and oh if my you God. sign off on it, I would love to share it if possible. That's fine by me. Yeah. Okay. I, I borrowed Henry Kapersky's saxophone for that, which I believe was a, a gift from Joshua Redman or something. That's right. Um, it was too nice for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The girl, it was that everyone else took the bus but she has a fragrance allergy so her mom has to drive her <laughs> and the bus exploded <laughs> stupid. a fragrance allergy the Thank backstory God. was much funnier than the performance which is how you know you're a writer um, in case you're wondering <laughs> oh man oh boy well, well we did it didn't we we did Barry. we gave it to him right Barry, this was such a good story. Thank you for introducing us to the uh, the Eagles Auditorium. Is that's it's not an auditorium? The Eagles. The ball Eagles room. Ballroom. Yes. Yeah. Um. Thank you for letting us read a um sort of a bad um <laughs> online story about it. Uh, <laughs> we can all sort of Google, right? I think we can. Yeah, it's fine. Anna, I do think it might be time for our favorite segment: scary, scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could, could happen. happen. Andrew, would you like to go first or second? I think I'll go first. Okay. You are a kid in the 90s, and you are partaking in the Book It campaign. And you have read the proper amount of books that gets you a child-sized personal pan pizza. Your parents take you to your local pizza hut. You show the books that you've read. The Pizza Hut employee is an elderly kind of crypt keepery looking woman and she looks at the books you've read and she says i see you like spooky books and you say yes and then she says well i'm going to get you a very special pizza and then she dies and it scars you forever that oh. could happen that could happen but i hope it doesn't i really hope it doesn't Andrew, that was scary. Why did you say that? It's because it's loosely inspired by real life. What happened? When I was a kid in the 90s and I did the book a campaign, I read like all Goosebumps books one summer and I brought my, <laughs> I brought my um my book a campaign thing to uh to our local Pizza Hut and there was a very old lady who worked there and she <laughs> did not seem to be very well and um Ooh. she gave me a pizza but she was very nice and then the next time I went to the Pizza Hut she was gone, and uh, there was a little, like a like a, a little picture, like a little R.I.P. in the Pizza Hut. <gasps> but this one, this one goes out to that Pizza Hut employee. Um, yes. You're always very nice and very friendly, and uh, and you really took pride in your work. <laughs> That's sweet. Thank I think you. she's great. I hope she, I hope she visits us sometime. I hope so too. But not at night. Please not scary. at night, and not accompanied oh, by music. I couldn't do it. Well. Andrew, we gave it to him, didn't we? Well, I think you have to do one. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> here it comes. You're kissing on a gorgeous crush. <laughs> You're kissing a cr your crush. <laughs> and it's good. 
And boy, howdy, you think, today's the day I kiss my crush. And then your crush pulls away, and they're a skeleton. Oh, that could happen. That could happen. I really hope it doesn't. Uh, everybody, just just double check. Make sure your crush is not a skeleton, because that's just not going to work. This happens a lot in movies. Somebody's kissing a skeleton. They think it's their crush. Don't yeah. let that be you. Right. Take Don't a step back. Don't look stupid in front of other people. Right. Um, if you take a step back, can you see an occipital? Can you see a pelvic bone? If so, they're a skeleton, baby. Oh, just listen to us, okay? <laughs> Um, well, thanks everyone for for listening. Yes. Uh, while you fold your laundry or sort of pump, um, <laughs> I assume everyone is currently breastfeeding uh, who listens to this podcast. Oh, um, you can uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Scary Story Pod. Mm-hmm. You can send us your scary stories at scarystorypod at gmail you can give us a five-star review and rating on iTunes or wherever books are sold. We'd love it. And one other thing you can do, get, get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.